All right, welcome to Good Cop, Bad Cop, episode 263. I think it's just Matt and me to begin with. Uh, Ryan might be joining us later. Um, This could have easily been one we skipped. Um, I actually have um, my Christmas present tonight. Um, My wife got me tickets to see uh, Dara O'Brien in D.C., so I got to shoot out pretty quick anyway. So, Matt, we're kind of going to cut the pleasantries a little bit. Um, Brevity will be part of this for sure, but obviously an important weekend. So it was one that... Of all the ones to skip, this wouldn't have been a good one. Um, I would have gone straight into Good Cop Moments, but I actually just saw, while I was waiting for you to, to join the room, um, Carl Weathers, the uh, actor who played Apollo Creed in the Rocky films, has died within the, the... The posting of it was literally within the last few minutes. So oh. um, it's like, oh my gosh, that was uh, kind of one I hadn't really expected. But I would say some of my favorite films, uh, I watched them all again over uh, winter break, and uh, it felt a miss not to... Uh, to mention uh, the passing of Carl Weathers at this point. Well, my condolences to um, his family and friends, of course, on that side of things. Uh, I'm not entirely sure about my um, that I can add much to that because I personally thought all the Rocky films and all the Creed films were extremely overrated. <laughs> that, that's my let, personal let, opinion. Let, let's move on to good cop moments. <laughs> uh... I don't know if I'm adding music in. I don't know if I have time. Like I said, I'm going to be out. And I'm busy all day tomorrow as well. So it is my turn to edit. <laughs> so it's kind of like a non-edit edit, which which will kind of work. Uh, I'm going to let you go first because I'm assuming you actually have something wrestling related. I kind of stayed away from uh, Royal Rumble weekend because I figured that would be predominantly you guys. So I try to pick something a little outside the box wherever possible, but. What you got for your main good cop moment? I'm assuming it's WWE related, or else this will be a very strange episode. Well, I don't just to point out that Graham didn't even notice me do the Dara O'Brien air the intro a couple of times just because he mentioned Dara O'Brien and he's my favorite comedian. Oh, I didn't know what's that. That's what that was. Yeah. Oh, you were doing the sound from uh, Mock the Week. Okay. Dara O'Brien air. Oh, he does? Oh, okay. He, I thought you were yeah. saying meh because no, you weren't impressed no. with Apollo Creed. No, or you no, weren't he... impressed with Rock. Okay. No, he goes, no, 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 because of where he's from, his accent, he goes, eh, added in a sentence every time. Every, most sentences, he'll go like that, eh. I will be listening for that tonight, then, very closely. You know, all the time. All the time, he does. So, yeah. Uh, you're going to be hating me by the end of the night. <laughs> well, now I'm, now I'm listening for it, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I want to talk to TNA. Mm-hmm. Because it's quite obvious why I want to talk to TNA on WWE Rumble Weekend. Um, it was amazing seeing the number five entrant in the Royal Rumble being the TNA Women's Knockout Champion. Rock up, Jordan Grace, who we've seen many times uh, in a WWE ring, and it was very, very well received. We've seen him multiple times in a WWE ring? No, no, no. Note the comma, Graham. Oh, oh, oh! Cool. <laughs> the comma there. So many, many times in the WWE ring. Uh-huh. Seriously, God Almighty! I know you're a math teacher, Graham, but come on, catch yeah, When you're speaking, commas are not quite easy to to pick up on. In 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 my in my defence, Ryan, Ryan, come back. All is forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not here. For, the real reason he's here, not because he's busy, because of last week I pissed him off. <laughs> so, 
I've never seen him that angry before. Um, <laughs> I listened back last night. I, I listened back late, but it was twice. it was classic. It I was classic. Twice that may be. If I'm able to do it, maybe I'll do it as a Christmas cracker. I might uh. do it this year. Um, that's that. That's a, all done. All done. Anyway. It actually kind of worked out that we had to shut the fuck up cards. <laughs> Because it, it, I think you knew he was going to use it. It was just when he was going to use it. But then once he'd used it, you could carry on without him interrupting, which was even funnier as well. So, yeah, it was yeah. good. Um, well, um, Jordan Grace debut, making her WWE debut in the Royal Rumble with that brand new belt, which is only like been, it's only been a real belt for like a cup of coffee because of, because of it changing from Impact back to TNA again. That belt's only been on TV a handful of times already. This was great PR. Now, that enough would be enough. But I've actually seen, because today they put up, TNA put up behind the scenes of of Jordan Grace at the Rumble. It's six, seven minutes long, well worth your time. Jordan Grace got the call from Scott Damore two, two three days before the Rumble. Mm. And she and he, he said, and apparently she said, "Did did WWE ask for me?" Like, no, you're going down. You're going to jump the rail. Obviously, she didn't jump the rail. But the fact that that's how he pitched it to her initially, the joke, I I thought someone's going to do that one day. <laughs> someone's going to do that one day. Um, for Michelle Enzo Cordero, and Big Cass at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Oh, but- sorry, you were asleep. I forgot. No, I was no. Great. We weren't. We were both. I know out. you weren't. We I know were we were. Snacks. We were getting. We were getting snacks. I know. We were getting snacks, and it was. And it, it was, was the was... only time that you weren't asleep at that event, pretty much. Okay, low blow. <laughs> now, this was a, a really weird thing for me. Though, watching Jordan Grace the Rumble, not because she didn't deserve to be there. She really deserved to be there. And there's already talk about Natalia going to TNA to face Jordan Grace um, on, on TNA. And I'd be all about that. I think it, it, it would really cement the fact that they've got a working relationship. And who knows what that could mean going forward. Maybe Okada doesn't just sign for WWE. He, he goes to TNA as well. That would be a great little relationship going on there. I mean... They clearly are a different organization than they were when they were going head to head with WWE, and that's all for the better. The reason what was weird though, Graham, is because you've mentioned last week and in many, many other weeks when you've seen Mia Yim, Shotzi Blackheart, um, you saw LA Knight, all these guys that you saw firsthand on the indies making it to the big time. It's really weird for me. Because as has been mentioned many times, WrestleMania weekend, five years ago nearly, I was sat behind her. Yeah. Graham refused to, Graham almost had me in an arm lock to stop me from tapping on her, <laughs> on her shoulder. But I was that close to a lady herself. And now, and she was doing indie shows and smashing them out the park. We said at that time we, we knew she'd be we knew she was gonna be a star. Yeah. And in the press conference afterwards, Triple H was nothing but showering her with praise. I guess now we know why Jordan Grace didn't didn't get signed by WWE. 
there probably was a deal in place. You heard it come and appear in the Rumble. I also got a funny feeling this might not be the end of the TNA WWE Forbidden Door in WWE. I've got a feeling this could be a regular occurrence. I mean, can you imagine a WWE superstar turning up for for Slammiversary, for example? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine? Same example. Who's WWE World Champion right now? Who's AEW? Sorry. Who is the champion of TNA right now? Moose, yeah? Mm-hmm. Imagine him rocking up, for example, WrestleMania. Yeah. That was excited of him rocking up in Ride, but uh, alas, no. Well, of course, of course. That, but these things, these things happen. Card is going to change. Always yeah, of course. Yes, it's just, my mind starts whirring, and when her when she started like pressing people over her head, and like, like it was phenomenal, it was absolutely phenomenal. There was there was other great moments in the rumble as well. I'm not going to touch much on the rumble throughout throughout the show. Actually, in good cop, uh, but oh, I do... is that telling that you said in good cop and not in the episode? But, or am I reading too much into it? But because so I'm going to touch a lot. One more thing on the rumble. Here in my good cop, in my main good cop moment, and that's that. I came so close to shutting you up. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I was, I was like, oh my god! I'm like, here's one of Matt's picks. I'm like, this is a tap, and I, I laughed at you. I mocked you openly, and then it was like within a couple of minutes, you were like, Are you still sure about that? And I was not sure. Nia Jax at that point had eliminated eight people. Eight people in the women's rumble, the most ever in one rumble. And I'm going to give Nia Jax credit if I if I and read the words in the kind of my mouth before. Since she's been back this time, she's looked a lot better. Mind you, it had been hardly much worse. Mm-hmm. So then, when Jade Cargill comes walking out, and I said, "Stop! She's my pick." I've, I even put actual money at the bookmakers down. Oh, this wow. Was, this was months ago, and I wanted to tell you who I picked, and you and Ryan didn't want to know. I'd picked Jade Cardgill. I had it four to one on. Four to one on? That's hardly worth betting, then. So you put, like, a quid on, so you'd have won, like, 25p? It was more about the, it was more about the principle about being right on this one, Graham. But you weren't. Huh? <laughs> No, I wasn't. So he lost a quid just to... <laughs> but... If you win when it's four to one on, you can't take much satisfaction in that. But <laughs> when she came out, this one here, as he's doing right now, laugh. He's like... like, I'm, I'm like well, no, I didn't laugh when she came out. I laughed because you said, here's the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, that, that, that's the, the winner right now. And you, and you laughed. Mm-hmm. The first thing she does is she get, is she picks up Nia Jax yeah. and, and threw over the top rope, mm-hmm. and 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 you're like you're like WTF? I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, you're laughing now, are you? Uh, and you no, like, no. I was not laughing at that point. I was like, oh shit, Matt's right, and I'm going to be suffering on Friday when he brings um, all this up. While she didn't win, my word, did she look good? Mm-hmm. She spent a lot of time holding herself at the um, performance center, clearly. Yeah. And putting and making her WWE ready. 
Because um, obviously, as Rhino said in previous weeks, rings are all different, obviously. Getting used for that ring, the hard cam, all that stuff, it's important, obviously. And they're clearly teasing her and Bianca versus Mania. Yeah. And I wouldn't be against that. Nope. Because that's how you do it. You tease it a few months out, you don't do it straight away. It's one of my biggest complaints about Adam Copeland versus... Um, about Christian Cage, I was all I'm all for that rivalry, but you could have built up to it. Why did it straight away? I feel like, like yes, it's ready made, obviously, but you build up to it, surely. They you did know, build know. up to it. I, I disagree with you on that. I think One, they did build up to first it. First night he turned up, it happened. The first night it happened, they started it straight away. They should have built up to it slower than that. They should have had like other things happening and they slowly come together have a rivalry and that's how it should have done in my opinion what do i know um i did particularly like um i think dan griffin and i were pretty much on the same page like i would notice i'd tweet something and i noticed that he tweeted kind of a similar thing um but yeah i want to see jordan grace versus ivy nile for sure i was excited when i saw ivy nile come out but no it's um it was awesome to see. Obviously, that connection with, with Jordan Grace at Nova Pro. And I know if Ryan was here, he'd be talking about similar performances. At, I want to say WWR. I think that's what it was up in uh, up in his neck of the woods. Uh, but yeah, it was obvious from day one that she was going to be a star. And she did not disappoint. I was curious. I meant to ask some of my non-WWE fans. Uh, sorry, my WWE fans who are only WWE fans. Did they know who that was? And I totally forgot to ask them this week because I was curious. Like, I wondered if they were like, "Who is this?" And if it was, "Who is this?" What was their reaction afterwards? But from everyone I talked to, it was a positive response. People were really impressed. One thing I noticed is that when the when the cyber went off, no one knew who the cyber was for. When like at the start, then the name came up on on all the things they knew. Well, people there, I think if you're paying that amount of money, you're probably a little bit more knowledgeable than the average fan. True, true. And the fact of the matter is, well, it was, the dirt sheets did spoil this. I didn't see the spoilers, I'm glad to say. I didn't know. They only managed to do so 30 minutes before the rumble went live. Oh, I didn't see that then. That's fine. So I'm like, they managed to keep it quiet for that long, at least. And, And, you know, I, part of why I don't like doing the dirt sheets um, every now and again, but I need to keep an eye on them every now and again because you never know what's going to happen, particularly this past this past couple of weeks. The dirt sheets are full of crap and not always the met- metaphorical kind, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, but uh, um, yeah, overall, the people making debuts in the Rumble, the Women's Rumble, Far eclipsed the men's rumble because of how because oh, of the price sure. That's not to say the men's rumble wasn't. It was men's rumble was a, was a decent rumble, decent, no problem at all. Mm-hmm. If it had gone first, no problem at all. If it had gone second, it went on second though. First, second, the women's rumble would have been even more talked about. We're talking about women's rumble now, and it's right we're talking about it now. I can't help thinking it should have gone last. I agree. 
I, I definitely agree. Um, that was one casual conversation I had. I had teacher training this week, and uh, I just happened that somebody who I got paired up with knows that I'm a wrestling fan, and he was talking to me about wrestling. I was like, oh, I didn't even know that you were a wrestling fan. And that was, I kind of, I wanted a casual fan, more of a casual fan. He, I don't think he watches regularly, but he was he knew the wrestlers. So I just kind of wanted his opinion, and that was his take, that the women's rumble was far superior to the, to the men's rumble. And uh, I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I kind of thought as um uh, as well so yeah um, my only kind of disappointment that was um number 30 um I, I thought that was a little bit of a disappointment i i was looking for a, a bigger name personally but i did see gail kim talk about something online this week um about how surprises are better than spoilers so basically telling people stop doing spoilers like we don't want the spoilers it's much better when it's a surprise but at the same time i was thinking that well if that's true can wwe stop announcing things coming next week and the rock will be back with us so they need if that's true i understand why they do it because they're trying to get people to watch their show but at the same time if you want to make it a better experience for the fans you've got to have surprise as well i think the best solution is you have a bit a mix of both sometimes you have spoilers sometimes you have surprises you have to keep both be both happy yeah, because then you can then get get like you had again this week. And if Ryan was here, he'd be saying this. So this is for you, Ryan. Yesterday, as we were recording, AEW announced that Tony Khan has a big announcement next week. <laughs> I'm like, my dude. <laughs> at this point, if you're saying you've released more tickets for All In, we, you know we don't <laughs> fucking care. <laughs> it, but that's sort of, but that's the sort of thing because a big announcement should be a big announcement. Mm-hmm. But he's, they've been watered down so much. You're thinking like, is this gravy or is this jus? Huh. Do you know? Do you know what a jus is, Graham? A jus? Isn't that mm. something you put on your jut? It's a, uh, it's religion. Ah, okay. A jus. Okay. Um, well, talking about big announcements, my main good cop moments is um, some other people's uh, big announcements of the week. So I got a couple. One of them I specifically asked to reserve. I didn't think anyone would steal it, but I wanted to make sure that you guys were aware of the story more than anything else. Um, but I'm going to start off with uh, Sam LaTurner uh, on Twitter yesterday. Today, I put my notice in at my shoot job to take a chance on myself and my broadcasting work this year. I am scared but excited to put myself to task to be the best broadcaster I can be. Always bet on yourself. It will pay dividends. Multiple people wishing uh, Sam all the best and all success to Sam as well. Um, I have seen Sam a few times on the Indies, uh, mainly when I was up in New Jersey, and I think I want to say up in New York as well. Uh, but yeah, somebody who also uh, featured on MLW as well for a while, and actually featured for quite a few different um, different projects as well. Uh, if you watch on IWTV, that would be somebody that you'd be aware of as well. But obviously, that's a nervous step <laughs> when you take yourself out of that. You've got that you've got that backup of having that shoot job. But yeah, all the best. I hope that really works out. And the other one was from uh, Coach Mikey. Uh, it's official. This season, I will be joining the greatest show in sports, the Savannah Bananas. Come see me perform with the rest of the dad bod cheerleading squad, the Bananas. Uh, hashtag Radbot. Now, I don't know if you're really familiar with the Savannah Bananas at all, Matt. Uh, but they're basically, the, you're familiar with the Harlem Globetrotters, though, right? Yes, Graham. I'm they're basically the baseball equivalent of that. Um, they're probably only in their third season, but their games are just selling out like crazy. 
Um, all games are under two hours. They have lots of novelty things in there. They've got a guy who's on stilts who pitches. Um, it's not followed under normal rules. Um, the rules are completely different. Um, they have all sorts of different rules. You have to throw strikes. You can't throw tactical pitch. Basically, it's entertainment for the fans, and the fans love it. They have all sorts of little novelty acts between innings, and I hadn't heard of the dad bod cheerleading squad, but as soon as Coach Mikey mentioned that, I was like, oh my god, that that's Coach, that's definitely Coach Mikey. Like He's going to fit into that brilliantly. What an exciting opportunity for him. I'm looking forward to seeing him. Uh, um, I've watched some games on YouTube anyway. Um, I have tickets for the lottery. They're coming to D.C. in July. Uh, fingers crossed i'm hoping i can get tickets to go see that matt even though you talked for like 15 minutes already i can see you're desperate to get back in so go ahead quack 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 <laughs> quack 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 now i i want to know more about these um about about these savannah bananas the baseball team hmm um, it's mainly it's um, I think it's former college players. It has they actually bring in some famous people. Um, they're all dressed in uh, basically yellow. Um, they have their manager is all dressed up and um, in the same sort of like yellow suits as well. Um, I got one of their sweaters. I got a t-shirt. Like people who don't even like baseball like the Savannah Bananas. Like it's just a crazy. It's just crazy entertainment. Um, yeah, the, the main criticism of baseball is it's too slow. It kind of has an image of like cricket does. For some people, like, it's too slow. Not enough's happening. That's not true in this game. A lot's happening. Um, there's a guy who, when he pitches, does a backflip before he pitches. Um, oh, you get bonus points if you do um, spectacular catches as well. So instead of going for a catch, if you can try and do a flip and then make the catch and things like that, you get points. So it's just goofy. Like, there's no league. They just travel around and they play local teams. Uh, somebody who was on the Coppin State team two years ago, uh, he was playing for the Florence Yalls, and they played the Savannah Bananas. He actually went three for three against them. Uh, but no, it, it's just fun stuff. Um, I would strongly recommend, Matt, that you just Google Savannah Bananas. Just watch a tiny little bit of the game, and you'll quickly pick it up. But yeah, it, the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball is a pretty good thing. It's caught on really quickly. Um, but I think that's going to be a great fit for Coach Mikey. That's going to be so much fun traveling around with those guys. I think the parallels between wrestling and traveling baseball, um, I think they'll, there's obviously that camaraderie as well. Um, but I think he's going to have a great time doing that. So, yeah, my main good cop moment was people kind of stepping out of their comfort zone a little bit, uh, but backing themselves and me wishing them all the best. And I'm sure that they're both going to knock it out of the pot. You know, it's lovely to hear a story like that, you know. There was a lot of likes on Coach Mikey's post last night. Everyone was, uh, I think everyone was super excited by that opportunity. That's cool. I'm, um, I also got a lot of time for someone who says things like put your faith in yourself and like bet on yourself and you will come up on top. I, I'm doing the same, Graham, at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, we've been alluding to it covertly for the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. um, today, I can announce that I will be leaving my job. Mm -hmm. um, I am moving into another, I'm staying in the same industry, but I'm moving out of um, the hospital catering industry and into a pub. And that is going to be my job. And um, Hopebook still needs to be finished to finalise that for that, but. Um, no one from work from work currently listens to this show, so uh, I can <laughs> say it very happily. Um, 
I'm betting on myself. I'm betting on my ability. Uh, as much as Graham likes to rib me for using microwaves. <laughs> um, if you think that's going to stop, you are sadly You are also sadly mistaken if you think I'm going to have a microwave in my kitchen. <laughs> um, the kitchen itself is amazing. It's the best part of that place. Um, I've already appointed, I've already hired one person as well. Um, can't say who that is yet because they haven't told their own family yet. <laughs> so, ah. so I'll let them do that first. But um, it's someone I know and trust. It's not my husband. <laughs> I could <laughs> never work with my husband. Um, but as I said, Graham, the invitation is there for your good family to come and join us for dinner one day. And it's on the house. I'll just pop on that private jet that Ryan says that I have, and then we'll be. <laughs> you know what, Graham? Even if, if it takes a couple of years for the next time you guys come over, I start, that 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 meal. It'll be longer than a couple of years. I can guarantee that. Well, it was six years last time. It was super expensive. Covid, <laughs> COVID will push it back, though, Graham. Uh, well, we might make it before twenty thirty. Well, I'll still be there if I want to, Graham. <laughs> I might still be there. Uh, betting on yourself is what I'm saying, though, Graham. You'd absolutely right, to, right to, bet, to back yourself and bet, and bet <laughs> on yourself. There's nothing more important than believing in your own ability. Um, you, you tell us your students every day, Graham, probably, or similar sort of things. You know, of course. And making mistakes is fine. Yep. It's how you learn. You don't yep. learn from getting... If you get things right first straight away, great. But but it wasn't a challenge if it was if you do that. That's the hardest thing for students to accept, and that's the biggest challenge that I have getting students to know. You, that's fine making a mistake. It's what you do with that mistake. You always, as long as you're improving all the time, that's what's important. But that fear of looking stupid—that that's from the student's perspective. I get this wrong, I look stupid. And therefore, I'm not going to announce when I make a mistake or I'm not even going to try in the first place so I don't make a mistake. It's the hardest thing to battle as students. Obviously, they're around their peers. They don't want to look cool exactly. around them. But it, is, it really is the biggest lesson. Students who are prepared to go out on a limb, make a mistake, are the students that are more successful further down the road. But it's a tough lesson to learn. Mm -hmm. It's a really tough lesson. But it needs to be, you need to create those safe spaces for people so they feel like prepared to say something that might not be correct and realize that that's fine. If people will want proof of that, Bill Gates, one of the most successful businessmen of all time, one of the, most, one of the richest men in the world, didn't do so well at school. In fact, I believe he failed computing at school. Uh, I think some of that stories was exaggerated. He was in the right place at the right time. He was, when he went to, because they always say like he failed at university. He was at a university that had access to computers earlier than most people did, which is why he, it's that theory of 10,000 hours. He managed to get his 10,000 hours in quicker than most people did, which is why he was an expert in the field before anybody else. So he was, he was at the right place at the right time. If Bill Gates had lived on the East Coast, he probably would not have been as famous as what he turned out to be. But there was a lot of luck involved in that situation for sure and everyone's saying oh people like like lebron james and michael jordan they make it look so easy how many times do you think they failed as well they that's one of the so yeah much. that's one of his stats like i've taken this many shots i've missed this many shots i've missed this many game winning shots but yeah you got to take them to be able to yeah. you're going to miss if some that, but you are going to make some as well practice, people remember it. 
when he was practicing, when he was training, how many do you think he missed? How many times? Oh, yeah. Well, he did the the famous story. I'm not sure if it's famous in England, but it is over here since I came over. Um, he didn't make his uh, school basketball team his freshman year, so he kind of went away and kind of worked on his game and then came through. But yeah, what does that tell you? Probably the the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. It's difficult when you, as a as a fourteen year old, trying to compete with eighteen year olds. Like that's a very different big size difference in body size and strength and a lot of things. So um, yeah, it, it is difficult to make those sort of teams at that young age for sure. And also, I, I hate to make Graham roll his eyes right now, but it's very similar to um, the person who is called the greatest of all time in Formula One, Lewis Hamilton, who has just moved to Ferrari today. Yeah. Which is shocking. Mm-hmm. It's shocked the entire F1 world. He's won 103 races. Yeah. He hasn't won one for, for, for two and a half years. And he also went a long time without it. I mean, yeah, he had a lot of backing from Mercedes and all that throughout his career. But, and then bear in mind, I'm not a big fan of him out of the car. I think, he, I think he's a bit of a princess, <laughs> as it were. But, I think that he's a. I think that he's never he never gives up that sort of thing. He kept going even when things were bad, and no matter what sport it is, or in wrestling especially, we've said how many people said you're not good enough. Zach Zodiac right now back banging who's wrestling in Ring of Honor. Um, he was told he wasn't he was never be good enough to wrestle in the big leagues. He's wrestling in an AEW product. Okay, I've been lucky to see him firsthand, shake his hand. He's very, he's, a, he's, he's proven people wrong. People can. You just need to work hard and practice. I'll tell you what I did find yesterday. Um, there was a transfer um, related to baseball yesterday. A player just joined the Orioles, and I was looking for a specific card because I wanted to give it to Jackson because I had a, a nice card. While I was looking through, I found some uh, WWE and NXT cards. Um, I have a card of Nina Samuels. I didn't realize at the, t- at the time I had not made that connection, but when I went back and looked like 18 months later, I was like, oh, Nina Samuels. I was like, that's really cool. Um, I found an Ivy Nile rookie card. Um, there was a few now. It's like, so I, mean, I need to go back and look at my wrestling collection because there was a few. I was like, oh, that's kind of uh, that's kind of cool. Of course, if you want to hear more Formula One talk, don't forget to go over to Visionaries uh, Global Media and check out Mon's uh, back catalogue, right, Matt? Graham, it's Interlog Gossip and it's... Oh. Ret- all right. It's been a long while. I forgot. Um, you got any speed check moments for us? First of all, love, love you and miss you, Zarte. Right. Okay. Yes, I've got a few little speed check moments. Um, so I'm, I'm not putting get... you quiet on the time. If you want to go a little over, that's fine. Okay, I'll make a note of that. Um, Effie. I'll talk about Effie. Oh, oh darn you! I have that on my speed check. How the hell did well, you steal that one? I'll tell you what, I will pass that to you happily. Unless okay. you, it might be something different. Uh, the picture I saw of him, Graham. Oh, no, it's different, man. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, well, I may tack on to it in rebuttal, and then, anyway. Okay, um, I'll, I'm gonna move on into, into Chelsea Green. Um, who when she came out in Florida at Rumble, no, 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 not that kind of coming out. She came out in the Royal Rumble, and bear in mind, we're in Florida, which is extremely anti gay nowadays because of. Um, Ron DeSantis, um, the guy who will never be president because he's an idiot, um, came out wearing this big rainbow 
outfit and she was applauded out of the building. The fans, the people aren't fine, are fine of it, just he's not. So he's a twat. Um, I'm going to quote Josh Robinson, um, our, our, our good friend who, um, who worked with Love, uh, Love Wrestling. Uh, I want to talk about that one as well in my, in my bad speak, bad cop. Um, the significance of Chelsea doing this in Florida, people being true allies in places where you, your individuality is frowned upon, is something we cannot take for granted. Chelsea Green posted a picture just saying, Love is love is love. The next person to enter the Rumble after her was Piper Niven, of course, who is our tag team partner and is a very proud lesbian. Oh, didn't know that. Did you not know that's why she was called Dewdrop by Vince Graham? Dewdrop nope. is Dewdrop is web slang for lesbian. I remember you saying that, but I didn't know that that meant that that's, she necessarily was. That could just have been a character. That's the. Like, reason I remember why... you saying that at the time, but I didn't know that Piper Niven. She actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, pa- I'm, I'm trying. This is supposed to be rebuttal. I'm supposed to be staying quiet. I'm really struggling to stay quiet. This... No, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. But no, it's um. So yeah, that's uh, for me. That was a, a, a quite a big moment for me. Um, just moving through my notes here to get um. Um, I'm gonna pretty much leave it there, Graham. Actually, I think because there's there's, there's there's more stuff to talk about in Bad Cop. I think, although the one thing I want to talk about is Stephen Richards. You know the name Stephen Richards, of course, Graham. I posted him in the post this week. Yeah, he um a year ago today. Well, at the time it was, so that would have been um. Wednesday, so that was a, a year ago. Wednesday it was. Um, he lost Stephen Richards lost the ability to walk. Oh shit! And how crippling pain it turns out to be a severe spine infection. Ooh. Quote: I thank God every day for getting my health back, and pray for those who are struggling to get theirs back. He no longer he needed a frame to walk after he had the surgery, spinal surgery to have the infection removed and he's now back to full health and we're all thankful for it. Stephen Richards deserves his bot in the Hall of Fame. He's done so much good philanthropic work um, in in the industry. Um, obviously, he's a legend as well. And something like Heat General Manager, not officially, he called himself that, that was giving it for a while. I remember most of basically being the whipping boy for Victoria, um, literally. Yeah, really pleased to see Stephen Richards make a full recovery. Uh, good news in such a sea of bad sometimes. Thank you, buddy. Graham, what about you for your speed check? I was wondering, I was like, oh my God, this is the sickest good cop moment ever. Like, first of all, I hadn't heard of that story. To, to have that level of recovery is amazing. Wow. Um, all truth. Like, oh, my God. Like, his entrance into women's role. I was watching with Jackson, and it was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, uh, you kind of feel a bit sorry for Sarah Logan, as she was, uh, having to having to deal with that situation. But uh, for, from a wrestling fan's perspective, amazing. And then when he makes the correct appearance in the men's one, he's asking for a tag from Dom. Like, our truth just money. Um, phenomenal on Monday as well. Like, 
Like, did he really have to get eliminated by one of his own party? I was like, come on, leave our truth in there. It was, but no, absolutely awesome. Um, I did watch some, uh, besides the Rumble, I've not watched much wrestling this week, uh, but I did see Beyond had a show up in uh, Ryan's neck of the woods. So I watched a little bit of that. Um, I saw some of the end of Axe. I saw that was coming. Uh, Marcus Mathers faced Richard Holiday. Richard Holiday was somebody who was uh, out for a prolonged period of time for health issues, but it's time to come back. Um, he beat him in under a minute, which is very unusual to have that type of thing. Anyway, they got the microphone out. And he says, you got me. All credit to you. You got me. Uh, I would like, I know the fans didn't want to see this. I know you don't want to see that. Like, can we, can we go best two out of three? And Marcus is asking everyone, should I do it? Should I do it? Anyway, they agreed to do it. And actually, he won 2-0. That never happens. Two out of three falls and somebody wins 2-0. So I like that that happened. And Holiday was furious and turned heel. And I'm excited to see where that goes. Uh, Marcus Mathers has been having a tough time winning matches. So it was good to see him winning. But at the same time, it was good to see Richard Holiday back in the ring. But also looks like he's taking on that heel persona. And the connection with Effie was... Marcus Mathers is facing Effie um, at New Jersey the Wednesday before WrestleMania. Oh, my goodness. I think that's going to be a really good match. That stood out as an, uh, an obvious good pop moment to me, for sure. Um, any rebuttals at all, Mr. Lewis? Yeah, rebuttal number one um, is that... Oh, go on completely. Um, oh, yes, um, two out of three falls. I've never seen one other... Where it's gone, where it's gone two nil, actually, and and that would be uh, when Benoit beat Angle two nil in a two out of three full match at Interaction two thousand and one. Um, regarding Effie, um, fantastic. This was what he posted on Sunday morning our time in UK. Am I have you on a small screen right now, so I can't really see because I have my notes up. Basically, create um, even crazier when you realize Effie spent the night in the hospital getting his skull stapled shut. Oh. Still ran and main evented one of my favorite LGBTQ plus shows in a state where they are actually trying to raise our lives. Mm. Versatile, unpredictable, unbridled. You can't kill Effie. Yeah, Effie and Mance Warner had a GCW blood feud. Um, on Saturday night during the Rumble, and um, yeah, Effie literally just put a picture up. You can see the open wound through the hair. E. And reason why I'm saying, and reason why it was gonna be a good call is because Effie fighting for the rights, and I love that. I'm gonna touch more on it in Bad Cop. You'll see why when we get there. Okay. The price, you said Graham, rebuttal right? number one, which makes me think they're the number two. If you're number two. Sorry. Oh, if it was number two. Um, I just wanted to tag in one thing on Chelsea Green. Uh, I don't really remember Chelsea Green on the indies, really. Um, I remember her first from Impact. That was when I was first familiar with her. Um, and then, obviously, she came across to NXT. Uh, but I don't really remember anything. Apparently, one of her moves on the indies was basically to flash the opponent to uh, basically confuse them or surprise them. Uh, but apparently, that's not allowed in WWE. Um, her nipples were covered for context, but um, she was not wearing anything else under her top. Um, so I saw that as a story. Yeah, WWE is not allowing that. I have a feeling if she was uh, twenty years older, <laughs> when she if she'd appeared twenty years previous to this, um, I'm pretty sure that move would have been allowed. But it just mm. kind of shows you um, 
what's where WWE's at now as well. But also the fact that the indies can be a little bit more risque, a little bit more fun at times. Uh, they get away with a little bit more. Um, I don't know. It was when you mentioned Chelsea Green, it was something I saw this week. I didn't have it in my notes, well, but it was something I didn't really know about. This is the interesting thing here because obviously WWE aren't allowed to do certain things because of the networks they're yeah. on. Yeah. What's going to happen next year when on Netflix? Wow. Good question. Good question. Because they, Netflix will say, bring it on. Because they can just slap it. Because <laughs> Netflix can just stick a, a rating on there. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm assuming the Indies, I'm assuming it was more, was that into gender matches then? Uh, if you're trying to confuse the opponent, I'm assuming it was mainly to distract the male competitors. Or I'm when guessing. she, or, or when um, um, Cardona was wrestling and she was valeting perhaps that oh that makes a lot more sense i hadn't thought about that side of it at all um cordona's in uh vcw this weekend yeah um, i saw there's a few people down actually there as well ec3 is defending his um oh nwa title we don't talk about ec3 we can help it graham all right well should i talk about another match then golden pinky society is defending against uh mikey banker and uh, uh josh fuller Fuller House, Fuller House. I really Fuller. wanted to go to that match, but it's EWA Maryland's Rage in a Cage, so like I, I can't. Jackson really wants to see every match in a cage, and we always go to Rage in a Cage. So front row twenty dollars, like you can't do much better. You're gonna be there for your front row, Graham, are you? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, when it's only twenty dollars for front row, yeah, I'm splashing out of the twenty dollars. So, so you are seeing Josh Fuller, then, yeah? No, I'm no, oh. he's no, I'm going to EWA Maryland. Instead of, yeah, okay. Right, of of the, if you were going to go to a Graham, I would have paid good money to start a chant singing the Fuller House theme song at him because I think it would be funny. <laughs> it's his first appearance in uh, Virginia in five years, I believe. Well, that kind of makes you feel old as well. well. Now he's old enough to wrestle, Graham. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, coming no, up. No. Oh, can I... I let me give me this one, because I, I think you'll appreciate this one. as a good moment. So um, we're coming up to, we're in February now. So if you remember, February 14th was um, the start of the MGB Wrestling Podcast. So that puts Mason, uh, he was 10 years and like uh, just a few days old when he started that podcast. Um, this is also the month where Jackson is going to be 10 years and a little bit. So I think we worked it out. It's going to be March uh, 17th, I think is the date. Um, when basically he will be the same age as when Mason first released the podcast. Like he's got so many years ahead of him, but to commemorate this, I actually pitched an idea to him and he's agreed to do it. So the first MGB episode wasn't actually the WWE one that we planned on doing. It was a review of Nova Pro. It was a review of the show we're going to do. A1. Jackson and I, A1, correct. Jackson and I are going to watch that same show again. I'm going to, we're going to, I'm going to use new notes. I'm going to rewatch it. He's going to do it. We're going to review that show. And then at the end of it, we're going to tack Mason's review on. So they'll both be at the same age. I'll be interested to hear the differences between. Because obviously, I had no idea what I was doing at that time either. Still don't. But five and a half years later, I'm a little bit better. I think it's going to be interesting. I'm excited that he agreed to do that as a little side project. I had that idea. And I was like, I hope he says yes. And he was like, oh, I'll do that. I'd be partially interested to hear Mason's point of view as well. <laughs> I'd be interested. I mean, it's been five years. Hmm? Wow. Six. Six? Oh, six, six. years. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Isn't it ridiculous? 
Yeah. How is he? He's 16. He's 16, yeah. I don't know if you in saw the, the picture I posted of him with his wrestling pedal. I was like, I he's, yeah, he's, he's grown up a lot since that little, yeah, that little picture. Graham, that means he's also great. In this, in this country, he'd be legally allowed to sire offspring just to, make, just to make you just to make you a little bit worried <laughs> yeah that kind of like grand went slightly more bored guys should we move on to the bad should we move on to bad cop that's a bad cop moment in itself so yeah um hey we've got we're not putting music in here let's let, we're doing pretty well we're well we actually we started a little earlier than we would normally start so i was gonna say we did that in 30 minutes but it was a little longer than that um, bad cop moments. What's your main bad cop moment for the week, then? What my favourite bad cop moment is political. So I'm going to leave that to its own <laughs> devices for now. Does it involve the number eighty-three million? Eighty-three million? No. Oh, okay. It's not that one then. That happened just as we were getting off air last week. I don't know what you mean by that. That's um, how much Trump's got to pay. That. Uh, oh, that's not bad. That's not oh, a bad okay. moment at all, Graham. That's, that's well, it is for him. That's a hilarious cop moment. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, one, of my, one of my worst moment, things for me um, is uh, when someone went on Talk is Jericho this week. Now, I'm not a big fan of Jericho at the moment for obvious reasons, but um, I'm gonna, he, he's still got his podcast. And Nick Nemeth was on there. Yeah. For one of Dolph Ziggler, of course. Yeah. Um, now, according to him, um, he spoke to his differences with Vince McMahon, of Winti- well, for, for, with whom he had many. Um, according to Nick, Pat Patterson would be the one who would pitch ideas for Ziggler um, during his time in WWE. So much so that the executives booked his matches to see Patterson's reactions. Understandably, Nick didn't take kindly to this method of booking. Quote, okay, it got to a point where he, Patterson, was pitching for me so much for years that the second highest executive could be in a meeting at that point would be like, yeah, we're just at a point where we're just making you lose to see Patterson's face. And I go, oh, that's not a great way to run the company. Now, Obviously, take it at face value. We can't actually... We're going to go with his side of the story. Because I don't think right now um, either John Lauren Iris or Vince McMahon would be reached for comment by a uh, by a dog and pony podcast like us. Um, but I think a few years, I think a few years time, they may be crying for some attention from us. Um, Dolph Ziggler, everyone knows how good he was in the ring. He deserved way more time in the main event scene, in my personal opinion. I can't speak for Graham. I think he has a similar opinion. Um, if they were booking him to lose just to see the reaction on Pat Patterson's face, fuck you lot. Seriously. Dolph Ziggler carried that company at times. The main event of Survivor Series in 2015, where, Z- where Sting made his debut in the company, by the way, no, 2014, sorry, 2014, I apologise. People could correct me on Twitter for that. Ziggler was the last man standing. Ziggler really showed how good he was. And then they just killed the momentum dead because they put, they put it all on Sting and all on Cena. Don't get me wrong, they're big sellers, but 
Ziegler should have been able to be springboarded from that. Guy was a main event waiting to happen, and he never, even when he was world champion, he never main evented a show. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler has a Hall of Fame career, countless tag team championships, Intercontinental title, US title, World Heavyweight Champion twice, Money in the Bank winner. He's done it all. But if, you want proof that they never had faith in Ziggler? We all did. He had one one-on-one match at WrestleMania. And that was against Otis at WrestleMania 36, behind closed doors. No, yeah. actually, it was a good, it was a great rivalry. We were all invested in it. We were all invested in the Otis, Mandy Rose stuff. We were all invested in that. Ziggler coming along, smashing it to pieces. We were all, we loved that story. It was in a, in a stadium that would have been phenomenal. It wasn't Ziggler's fault. Well, what, what happened with that? It would have been, it would have, it was stolen the show. In terms of getting you in the heartstrings, didn't happen. It was a modern day Randy Savage and Elizabeth story, but yeah. Oh, well, but yeah, um, bad comment this week. It's, it's it's a major thing which has pissed me off this week, which I which I can talk about. Yeah, yeah. um, I think I saw also this week. I think Otis uh, posted that his mom had passed away, so obviously that would be a bad cop moment as well. It's always always tough. Always tough. Um, my main bad comment at the moment uh, of the week. I, I just wanted to pick up on a few things uh, from the from the Royal Rumble. I figured you guys would probably talk about some of the the positives, but I thought you'd probably stay away from the negatives because um, I think generally it was pretty well received. My main criticism of it was there was only four matches, which we kind of talked about. We wondered if there'd be a fifth match. There wasn't. Um, it was too long. Four matches, four hours. I don't think we needed, and I knew you'd been quite happy not to see Logan Paul anyway. Did we really need Logan Paul and Kevin Owens? Like, um, I, I actually went to bed after the, uh, as soon as the women's Royal Rumble had finished. Um, I watched Roman Reigns, um, which obviously I was not happy with because it was the same bullshit as always. Interference stops them from winning. Roman retains. Um, but then when it when I saw that it was, uh, I was like, no. I was like, it's like two hours in. I was like, I'm not watching this. I went to bed. I was like, I can then skip Logan Paul and then I can just go straight to the Men's Royal Rumble in the morning. And that's exactly what I did. But to me, it just felt too long. I, I don't think we needed four matches and in normal would be way too short. But when two of them are Royal Rumbles, I, I don't think you need that. Um, I have this as a bad cop, but I'm going to twist it around quickly. Um, we talked about surprises. We're trying to guess. In fact, at the end of the show, you actually called out MJF for number 30 uh, and the men's Royal Rumble, which obviously did not happen. Where were the legends? Like, um, we know Andrade returned. We know Naomi returned. But that's because they're rejoining the company. Where was your appearances from, like, a leader? Where was a Trish? Where was a Molly Holly? Where was a Kelly Kelly? Perhaps more importantly, where was AJ Lee? I really thought AJ Lee was coming back, having seen some videos of training going on. So not sure what was happening with that. Perhaps there was some other storylines. Perhaps it was just like a general fitness thing. Don't know. I was looking for that type of name, and I didn't get it. As much as I love Jordan Grace, I love those appearances, I was waiting for some more of those. And then in the morning, I was like, well, perhaps in the men's rumble, we'll have some people like that. No, we didn't get anybody like that. So we were looking forward to surprises. So my question was, where were the surprises, Matt? 
particularly as you've already mentioned, like Jordan Grace was kind of leaked. Like I knew Naomi was going to be in it. I knew Andrade was going to be in it. That wasn't mentioned at all. Any surprises? I, I do want to take this in another direction in a second, but I want to see what you thought first. Right. I do see a point. Okay. I want to throw you back in the, in the old TARDIS, Graham, to 2001. My favourite um, Royal Rumble, okay, which... And you've watched Royal Rumble matches, obviously. I have, uh, yes. Try and remember which one can be tricky sometimes, I, got, I grant you, okay? 2001 Rumble, in my opinion, was one of the, was my, was the, was the best Rumble. It was Austin's last Rumble win, Limit Kane last, with a steel chair shots, knocking him over the top rope. There were no real surprises in that in that rumble, at all. Oh. The honky tonk man turned up, grant you, but that was it. There was no real surprises. Oh, Drew Carey rolled up as well, but See, he didn't there act- was no people. Well, I guess Pat McAfee appeared, which I, I don't know if that was necessary. Pat McAfee wasn't expected to to leave country booth and then jump into the into the rumble. So, I guess so that might have been the biggest was- surprise then, perhaps. Perhaps. Also, Sammy Zang was still, as far as we were concerned, on the injured reserve list. So him back in the 30, that was a nice pop for him to come back. I can see your point, though, Grant, to be fair, but does it have to always have surprises in it? That's all we want, right? Isn't that what we said? Now, the reason I'm going to twist it back quickly, because I think you're agreeing that there wasn't really any surprises. When I talked to my co-worker and asked him, hey, what were your opinions on the Rumble? Because I'd already had this list of my bad cop moment. And um, he said that he loved the Women's Royal Rumble and that. And um, I asked kind of what was good about it. And we talk- I actually mentioned the fact that I said there wasn't many surprises, was there? And the comment that he made was, I love the fact that the people who they had in there meant that they didn't need any surprises. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. That was a, and I, we said, we said in Good Cop Moments, it was a great women's Royal Rumble. That could easily have been the main event. The fact that the talent they currently have means that they didn't need to dip into that bag, and bring out somebody from the past is a real testament to those current wrestlers. I was excited. See, I thought this was just me though. Like when Mia Yim came out, I was super excited. Shotzi, super excited. But I thought that was me just because of the indie recognition of those people. But from his perspective, he wouldn't have known that at all. But I 100% agree with that. The fact that they did not need any surprises, that product is strong enough. I just thought they could have done better than Liv Morgan at 30. It might have been the same thing. You thought she was injured, so... Crap. Well, Liv Morgan's been out for eight months. Yeah, I, I I, guess I'm not a big Liv Morgan fan. That might just be me. Well, that's, 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 that's entirely a prerogative. Yeah. I, quite, I quite enjoyed the fact of... Because we, we only knew of four people who had entered the Rumble for women beforehand, which was nice. Yeah. But it also goes to show just, just how strong it was. The only real shocker was um, we, we we thought Name was coming back at some point. We thought it could be the Rumble. So that wasn't a shocking shocker. Mm-hmm. Jordan Gray rocking up. Shock. For sure. To me, it was, yeah. yeah. Um, Shotzi turning up with green hair again. Awesome. I should mention who my pick was for the Women's Rumble. You mentioned that you picked uh, Jade Cargill. I mm-hmm. knew that I, I talked to one of my uh, students. One of my students actually asked me, who do you think is going to win the Rumble? And I, for- I was like, oh, I forgot you watch wrestling as well. And I said, I know that it's a little... I-, I picked CM Punk for the men's. And I said, I know that this is a little bit out there and this might not even happen. But I said, I'm going to I'm gonna go with Sasha Banks, even though she might not even appear. And she didn't. 
she didn't appear. But I I was expecting like WWE to kind of like they were going to bring that big surprise in, and particularly with Naomi as well, the connection between those two. I really thought that there was a good chance that Sasha could come in thirty. That might have been why I was more disappointed with Liv Morgan. I was like, oh, they're setting it up beautifully. Sasha's coming in at thirty, um, so I don't. Sasha's that Ryder pick growing right there. I I don't think it was quite as out there as uh, that pick. Um, I think Sasha was on the the betting odds. I don't think she was super low on the odds. Like, At least they were right the company. One. She wasn't four to one off, but no, that's true. Um, yeah. I mean, I was very pleased that there, there's enough depth, and everyone who came in at some point even like I could see them per- that person winning. I could see that person winning. I could definitely see that person winning because although there is obviously certain things heading certain ways there are always do it now thanks for the limited chamber match happening in australia that is you win that match you go to wrestlemania to face the champion so if you win that one you say rumble but just if you don't win the rumble doesn't go to wrestlemania anymore which is good yeah and but it does guarantee you it so we're thinking like well any of these people could win it so just because it's obvious that this guy is going to be going against this person for WrestleMania doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen that way I mean the fact that looking like they're definitely putting Nia Jax up against Rhea for me that's a bad cop moment but I thought you said you liked the fact I thought, I thought you said that you liked that that there was and it wasn't as expected as the beginning because it looked like uh, straight after the event it was going to be Cody versus uh, Roman, and it was going to be Bailey versus uh, Rhea. And now that's kind of been no, thrown upside no, down. No, I thought you no. liked it for that reason that there no, was doubt there. No. At no point, at no point, and we knew by the way that if Bailey won the Rumble, it wasn't going to be Bailey versus Rhea. It's too up, too nice for it to be Bailey versus EO WrestleMania because they're going to kick Bailey out of damage control. I thought they could have done it in other ways. Like she could have lost, she could have not won the Royal Rumble. And it's like, come on, you're not helping us at all. Um, even though Bailey was the favorite for the Royal Rumble, I don't think it was necessarily a. De- it wasn't like a definite win. No, it was too much. Like you I said, there was too many other stories that made sense where you could put a case forward for this person winning. So as, um, I, I, I like they did that though. I like not we, knowing who the winner was going to be. Yeah, and as we've seen in previous years. When you can challenge for any title, any world title on the roster, including NXT, because let's not forget that Charlotte Flair challenged Rhea Ripley for her title and beat her WrestleMania. When Edge won the Royal Rumble in recent years, he rocked up on NXT and uh, was and said, "Finn, I could I could choose you," and it didn't obviously on that occasion, but. They're starting to acknowledge NXT a bit more. I sent you a picture, Graham, earlier, by the way, as well, given that we've just seen on the um to our GCBC chat, um, someone's oh, yes. put a picture up. Um, bearing in mind, obviously, and this, I'm going to start me speed check, Graham, that's right, going into okay, it right now. Yeah, obviously, CM Punk is injured and will miss WrestleMania, by all accounts. Although, wouldn't be shocked if you made a major recovery and faced Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania now. Wouldn't shock me at all. <laughs> wouldn't shock me at all if it was all the work. Even though he's uh, out for six to nine months? If it's, if it's legit injury. Of course. 
Uh, we only got, we're going by what is on TV. If it's legit, then yes. But if it's a work, he's in, in that much agony after he'd been attacked by McIntyre. Um, let's put it that way. Um, but even but even as so though that's thrown the plans into the into into craziness, someone today after because of the Seth told Cody to choose him, not Roman. Someone put a picture up of Seth versus Cody versus Roman, winner takes all. I'm like, no, we don't need this fucking shit again. Plus, it always seems to be a triple threat match at WrestleMania every five years in the main event for the World Championship. WrestleMania 30, Dan O'Brien, Randy Orton, Dave Batista for, the world, for, for everything. The same thing happened when we were there, Graham, five years ago. Both titles on the line to a threat match. We don't want it again, WrestleMania 14. <laughs> we want it nice and simple. WrestleMania, just for context, Graham, WrestleMania 10 had two world title matches <laughs> for one belt that night. So, for concert, so yeah, we don't need that, okay? We don't need that, okay? Cody won the Rumble. He's going to have his story. Let him have it. Whether he wins it or not, that happens. I think Graham may commit homicide. Um, just going to say, um, the new commentary pairings, I don't like them. Michael you Cole. Like and... I you like Pat McAfee now. I don't know. Hear me out. Pat McAfee and Michael Cole and Monday Raw. Wonderful. Wade Barrett has gone to SmackDown. To partner Cody, to partner Corey Graves. Who do you think is going to be the lead commentator, Graham, of those two? Uh, I would assume it would be uh, Corey. Corey Graves had been that as the lead commentator. That's not his natural role, though. No, no, but then it's nor nor is it for Wade Barrett. No. So I'm saying SmackDown tonight is going to be interesting viewing for that for that purpose, but I guarantee one thing: either way around, Ryan's going to be delighted to not hear a dulcet Irish tone of the world one world's best doorstop, known as Kevin Patrick. Um, not impressed with um someone on Twitter putting this putting this message out. Um, I'm very fortunate I got to witness CM Punk's final match ever amongst 80,000 people um, because he uh, he's not going to be at WrestleMania. I'm thinking, like, you prick. If he actually is ended, you are a prick for saying that. Absolute prick. Um, where's my next one? Oh, yes. Um, AEW fans are fans of pro wrestling. WWE fans are fans of sports entertainment. Um, which is rubbish. The next comment after the first comment after it actually has more likes than the actual first tweet, which is AEW's is also sports entertainment. The best comeback I've ever seen to that. Um, what's my last thing I wanted to talk about? Um, I mentioned obviously about I'm aware of a time, Graham, I'm gonna be as far as I can. I'm using Ryan's time. I mentioned about Love Wrestling earlier, Grand, didn't I? Love Wrestling, of course, based in Canada and Alberta. Uh, they put a statement out saying that they disagree with the recent announcements from the Alberta government, um, who have basically gone against everything to do with trans kids in schools. 
and that, that. Not great, obviously. Obviously, you know my opinions about that. And the reason why it's bad, Cop, is because of that stance. And we'll twist it good because Love Wrestling, Spencer in particular, um, Spencer Love, he um, put a statement out saying, like, we wholeheartedly stand against this. And uh, we denounce all they say about this. And it made me very, very happy to see people who are who are cisgendered and have nothing but love to share with the LGBTQ plus community. Thank you for everybody who has support for us and um, to all my trans sibs out there. Uh, love you all. I'm gonna, with it just being the two of us, I'm going to do my rebuttal straight away so I don't have to remember. And then you can do your same straight up. I think it'll keep it easy. I don't know why I didn't think of that before. Um, yeah, it better not be a triple threat match. Because if that happens, oh, no DQ. Oh, Bloodline can interfere. Like, fucking hell. Like, how many times are you going to have Bloodline interfere? It's such garbage. Like, I was watching with Jackson because he, he got to stay up a little bit later. and I told it. I knew what was going to happen. It's like, it's boring. Um, in general, after the women's Royal Rumble, it was I, it, it dropped off for me significantly. One because of that finish, then no interest in Logan Paul, and the men's one was okay, but it was not it wasn't as good as the women's for for sure. So um, yeah, no, they better not do that. But I don't know. I'm tired of Roman Reigns. I don't know how many times I can tell it. When you said wait for it, the payoff will be worth it. Whatever happens now, there's no payoff that's going to be worth it. If Cody wins against Roman, not worth it. If The Rock wins against Roman, not worth it. Like, it's just not. Nothing is going to be worth it at this point. When I hear that number, it's ridiculous now. What is it, 1,200, 1,300? It's bullshit. It's, it's getting close to 1,300. It'll be 1,300 by WrestleMania, yeah. Yeah, it's... I'm done. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Um, let's have a look what I got on here. Um, now, having said that the um, the Rumble relied not on surprises... The other thing the Rumble, this is good cop actually to start with, but I'm going to twist it around. The other thing it didn't rely on was it didn't rely on gimmicks. Like nobody was hiding under the ring. Nobody kind of walked around on their hands. Nobody sat on the outside. Protect, like they didn't really rely on that. There was one opportunity when I think it should have happened, though, and it didn't. Um, Katana Chance was thrown out, landed on Piper, so not eliminated, but then just rolled straight onto the outside. I was like, oh. I was like, that would, Katie Cadenzaro, I do not like that name, Katana Chance. That would have been the perfect person to do that type of maneuver. I'm just glad they didn't get Naomi to do it again because I'm tired of seeing her do that. Um, I thought Kofi would do it. No, Kofi didn't do it. So they were good at actually avoiding some of those things. Um, Pat McAfee, 38 seconds of pointlessness is how I put it on here. Um, it made no sense. I was glad to see him back as a raw commentator. Uh, but yeah. Um, apparently it was supposed to be Brock who was uh, the person he was supposed to be scared of, but then they obviously things changed. Uh, uh, Bron Breaker came in at 20, who was Brock's replacement, did everything he was supposed to do. They said that Bron Breaker came, uh, Bron Breaker came in with a speed of 23 miles an hour, which they said was Tyreek Hill speed. Um, I looked that up because I doubted it. Um, Tyreek Hill speed um, was actually more close to 21 and a half. You might say that's close enough. Um, the average speed on uh, Usain Bolt's world record was 23 and a half miles an hour. I don't think Bron Breaker was running in at 23 miles an hour. But my question is, if they are keeping that as an accurate stat, then bad cop for not having some sort of screen where you can see that. I want to see the speed of those people as they're running into the ring. That needs to be a thing. And they also need to do like a decathlon for WWE athletes. We need things like uh, running, we need jumping, we need throwing, we need all the things. That needs to be my new pay-per-view that I want to see. 
I want to see WWE athletes being athletes and find out who is the best. Decathlon I picked because I think it's fair. It's not going to be the biggest person. It's not going to be the quickest person. It's the combination of all those things. That's what I want to see. And my last one, I just happened to be looking around at theme tunes. Um, Sami Zayn's theme tune. Uh, he obviously came in number 30. I love Sami Zayn's entrance theme. Um, I heard one about Lower the Boom. All the people on the comments were saying that Lower the Boom is better than Sami Zayn's current music. Now, perhaps I'm, I know I don't always have my finger on the pulse of the wrestling community, Matt, but Lower the Boom, boom was absolute bullshit as far as I could tell. I love Sami Zayn's new theme, uh, current theme tune. It's significantly better. So you can tell me I'm completely wrong and I will happily agree with that. But to me, bad cop moment for thinking that's better than Sami Zayn's current theme tune. I'm assuming you're familiar with Lower the Boom. You're familiar with most things. I am now, yes. Okay. It's terrible. It's terrible. It was awful. Like, I was just having to listen to I just, one of those that came up, and I was like, what? I was like, this is, but then everyone in the comments were like, the new one is not as good. I'm like, oh my God. I was like, no, bad comment. Lower the Boom's terrible. Terrible. One of the worst. Nine years ago, I think nine years ago, he was in XT nine years ago. Probably. Probably. But yeah, I didn't. Yeah. But all the time, one of the first wrestling shirts Mason got was a Sami Zayn shirt. I'm only familiar with like that that one. I, I, I love that one. I think it's such a cool entrance. Let me put it this way. When he came out at number 30, the whole, the whole stadium shouted, let's go. Yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly. Can't do it to that. No, no. All right, so it's, I'm not way off on this one, but I, no, I, was on, no. I need a second opinion. I know I've sometimes got, I'm I've way off finger, on these things. I've got my finger on the pulse, Graham, okay? All I right, know, all right. I it's know good I'm to know that I can judge music. things right. Okay, that's, that's all right. Come to pop music, Graham. I'm all about Tay-Tay, okay? All about Tay-Tay and Trey-Tray. Okay, I know a thing or two about music, all right? Rebuttal? A rebuttal? Um, I have got a rebuttal, but I'm, I'm struggling in place to remember it. Uh, I've got to say that um, regarding... Um, McAfee, I don't mind him being in there for 37 seconds, as it were. Um, when you consider like Santino Morella was in for one second, um, so not too bad. But I think that was funny, though. I think that was the difference. Well, to be fair, fair, bearing in mind the week before, Graham, things, things were changed, obviously, because the Braun Breaker replaced Brock Lesnar, which is fine, you know. Yeah. But apparently, everything that happened to Braun is what was going to happen to Brock. Yeah. Who's buying Dominic Mysterio eliminating him? See, that was interesting, yeah. If that was the if that was how it was written, yeah, that would have been I don't buy Dominic Mysterio eliminating Brom I buy him eliminating Brom Breaker. Yeah. I don't buy him eliminating Brock Lesnar. I, I assume it was something underhand and then that would have pissed um obviously pissed him off. And then there would have been some retaliation, which I think... No, Lesnar and McAfee have had previous, obviously, due to the football careers they've had. Yeah, Um, yeah. But, so there's a natural rivalry sort of thing there, so they'd probably be like, 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 up to each other sort of thing, and then maybe Mr. from behind, like, like, Brock eliminates him, and then maybe drop kick from behind sort of thing, like Maven did sort of thing. So maybe it was going to be that way. Could be. Because if if you had told me before the 2002 Royal Rumble that Maven's going to be an Undertaker, I'd say, why are you smoking, King? Yeah. <laughs> and then it happened. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so you never know sometimes. But no. at first thought, I'm thinking like, are you sure, sir? I mean, yeah. So I don't have much rebuttal to that, Graham. To be okay. Fair. 
that's fine. Um, no fan cop moments this week. Um, I needed something to cut this down. I was like, this seems like an obvious one this week. We will ask again next week when we have uh, more time to record. Um, so we're going to go um, straight into Devil's Advocates. You told me, you, I think on when we recorded on the volley, I'm pretty sure you told me you had a Devil's Advocate for me. I did ask, did it have anything to do with uh, Solo's deleted tweets? But you uh, didn't really acknowledge me at all, so I'm not sure well, what that means. Why would, I, why would I acknowledge something, Graham, I couldn't see? Oh, did I not tag you again? Oh, you sake. tagged me, but, oh, there was, okay. but there was no tweet. Oh, well, I, I didn't put that, but because... I thought if I put solo, that you would know what I was talking about. So it wasn't that. I, I wasn't aware possible. because he deleted those tweets. Oh, okay. Well, no, I thought you might have seen. Well, I saw it in a different story. So I saw it a day afterwards. So, okay. Well, the story was that solo basically put, like, fuck math. I hate math. <laughs> And people are making fun of him from 10 years ago posting he hated Matt. And I was like, oh my god, that's Matt. That Matt has picked that up and he's going to use that again. He's going to use that for me. Being a teacher. So that wasn't it then. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, I guess I need to set my clock for 20 seconds though at least, right? Yes, of course. This is a ridiculous statement we do not believe in for 20 seconds. But Graham, I'm going to let you go forward first, Graham. Okay, it's interesting that you mentioned uh, Dolph Ziggler earlier. We had a few things where you said something. I'm like, oh, I want to talk about that person as well. Um, I actually want to mention something to do with Dolph Ziggler as well. So let me uh, just get my... Oh, I didn't know I was going to be going first, so I'm not quite ready. And I won't let me scroll, which is not very helpful at all. Um, I don't think I have a full devil's advocate. I think I just have an idea for a devil's advocate. Oh, that that was it. That's what I wanted to do. So I want to tell a little story, and then I'll finish it off with a devil's advocate. Um, are you aware of a wrestling nightclub, Matt? Have you seen that on your feed at all in the last week or so? Isn't that a gay man's club? Uh, no, no, it, it is not. Um, I saw, I, I think they were in Canada originally. I want to say it was in Toronto. Um, it wasn't easy okay. to pick up exactly where it was. Um, but they're actually going to be appearing in Philadelphia for WrestleMania weekend. It's like $20. They have wrestling themed drinks. I saw there was one called The Bloodline. Um, they play all the entrance music. I'm like, oh my God, that sounds absolutely amazing. Anyhow, your devil's advocate is that, yes, this is an amazing idea. But the type of music that they should be playing in there would be Kofi Kingston's SOS, Finn Balor's The Other Breath, and the Spirit Squad entrance. Well, think about it, Graham. If you've, if, if you've ever done the Spirit Squad entrance, Graham, you've got to do all the actions with it as well, and all of them will be all about that, of course. Um, and yeah, other things in there, you need something like Finn Balor's like, Catch Your Breath. <sighs> Fantastic, obviously. There's not a single thing song I wouldn't have in a nightclub, Graham. Brilliant. Go on. Now, the the reason the Sami Zayn uh, Boom One came up was um, that was actually listed within the top 10, but I wasn't familiar with that song. And I was like, that might be a little obscure. Um, but I was like, uh, okay, people like this one. You might actually like it as well. And then it wouldn't really work for the Devil's Advocate. But when I heard SOS, I was like, oh, God, I hate that. Um, Finn Balor's the one. The, the, the Finn Balor image that I'm thinking of, I love that theme tune. That would be, oh, absolutely. Matt's doing the gestures now. That would be great in a nightclub to listen to. I would agree with that one as well. And uh, obviously Dolph Ziggler was part of the Spirit Squad. That was nominated by a website. I'm just curious, though, because it gives me the chance to ask you. So if I if you would have written that Devil's Advocate for Ryan, say, what, th- what three tracks might you have picked out then for him? What for you stands out as a really poor 
uh, wrestling entrance. While you're thinking of that, I'm going to tell you one more that I could have picked for the list, um, but I wasn't sure if you would know of this. Uh, it was uh, Born and Raised, uh, which was AJ Styles' entrance in, I think it said TNA, in around 2001. Uh, it was a country song, and oh, bloody hell, it sounded like something you'd hear at a Trump rally rather than a wrestling ring, in my opinion. But don't know if that was his gimmick at the time, but yeah, I didn't like that one either. Okay, well, first one comes to mind is Kerwin White. Okay. Who was Chavo Guerrero's um, alternative character before Eddie died, uh, where he literally was basically a white man with Dolph, Dolph Ziggler as his golf caddy, actually. Oh. <laughs> um, um, it, yeah, when he was called Nick Nemeth at the time. Uh, yeah, and basically he was, it was a racist character, basically. A very racist character, in hindsight. Um, Muhammad Hassan's theme song would be a really poor choice for nightclub, for sure. Because it's basically just Arab, Arabic chanting, basically. Oh, um, okay. uh, not, it wouldn't be a good shout, especially in America. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm thinking another one off the top of my head, because some people can dance to many things, for example. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm trying to think, um, do the clown to be a bad one, maybe? That would, be funny. that would be kind of funny, but yeah, that'd be a goofy one for sure. Um, you couldn't dance to Stephanie's more recent song, which is which is all grown up now. Um, I'm, I'm all grown up now. It, it's not great, no. but there's also but she also had one after that, which was um the Queendom, um where the kings bow down. Apparently, is that reference to the King of Kings song that Triple H had? Because mm-hmm. even she had, even he had respect her because she was the boss. Um, that that could work to be fair, actually. The problem is, is maybe I'm an ass man, a Billy Gun. I'm not entirely sure everyone would want to dance to that song. But thing is, like when you get certain songs, it can get you pumped up in general. You mean nothing like about if I say, "Oh, you didn't know," would you know the next part of that song you say out loud? I would not know. You say you hear that it goes boom, 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 and then you say your ass better call somebody. The road dog used to do it all the time. It was New Age Outlaws, Graham. So okay, I am kind of curious. Um, what would be good songs? Like I think Finn Balor's uh, the the proper one. Well, I'm I actually it. think his newer version, Graham, with uh-huh. part of, part of Judgment Day, actually would be better at a nightclub. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. I don't think Punishment, which is actually that da- da- Damien Priest's theme song, actually would. S- actually, I think it sucks in general. I'm looking on my iTunes right now. What's my most played? Um, the Wyatt Family is the most played one I got. That's uh, like 140 plays. Um, I got Chris Benoit's theme in there as well. Uh, Ric Flair, uh, Bad Reputation. Because uh, just because I had that from Joan Jet, that was even before Ronda Rousey was in there. That's got quite a lot of plays. Um, Catch your breath, Finn Balor. Uh, Rhea Ripley, Brutality. AG, AJ Lee entrance as well. I didn't write the name of the song down. She probably had more than one, but I'm assuming it's... Uh... So they're the ones that I have at the top. But um, I just think it's a really... If you had wrestling fans in that thing, if you had screens that actually had wrestling matches on, I just think it's a phenomenal concept to uh, to have that. Well, they actually did that, Graham. Actually, when at the watch, at their watch along that um, 
Dan Griffin went to, um, shout out to Dan Griffin and and um, Cy Powell and a few of the others went to in Birmingham, in the UK. That's Birmingham, not Birmingham, sorry, America. Um, but and they beforehand they had all the wrestling things being played in the bars, and people were singing along to them. They had matches being played on TV before the Rumble started as well. Very, there's money in it. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. Not sure how much money there is in it because it's quite a niche. Yeah. But um, but it's 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 workable for sure. I've watched a lot of Bar Rescue. I've never seen Don Taffer do a wrestling bar yet. I've seen him do a golf one and throw it out the window because it was a terrible idea because no one golfs in that town. Um, it right. seems like one that would be an obvious one if it is a touring thing. Like certainly do it before the main four pay per views. That would seem pretty obvious. Um, with some of them being in Europe now, that might not be quite so easy to do. But yeah, um, I like the concept. Even for somebody approaching my age, it sounds like a really a fun, cool thing, which I'm normally not necessarily the most fun and cool person. But all right, what you got for me as a devil's advocate? We need to wrap this show up. Okay, it's a little convoluted, but bear with me. Okay. Okay. And I have to put my, uh, I have to block the microphone, right? When I'm defending this. No, please don't, Graham. Please don't. <laughs> you're, you're only going to hate yourself when you, when you edit it back afterwards. Okay, so after WWE made all the money and the stock increase because of what happened with Netflix, AEW's obvious answer is to sign Lewis Hamilton to them because he can guarantee a $5 billion increase on their stock in 12 hours well we've obviously talked about things like logan paul like people know him from social media that's bringing in it might, might bring in people who are not traditional wrestling fans but it brings in your casual fans that's the same sort of thing you need to do this is exactly what bro tells you you should do you got to bring in the casual fans people know lewis hamilton they'd want to see something like that AEW is probably more accepting of people like that so bring him to them uh, i got bleh, bleh, i couldn't figure anything for the last two seconds yeah not a terrible idea not a terrible mm. idea. I don't know how you use them, but yeah. A Ferrari when they when it wasn't even announced officially, but uh -huh. just the route, but just the news breaking that Hamilton was moving next year, not this year, next year to Ferrari. Ferrari's share price went up ten percent. Oh wow! Which equates to five billion dollars. Oof! Wow! Yeah, that is how big. It can be sometimes by announcing a big signing. Now, AEW are fine money-wise, obviously, but that's, I mean, I'm trying to think what the equivalent of signing someone like Lewis Hamilton would be for AEW. Who would be the wrestling equivalent of Lewis Hamilton at the fact that, and now, to be fair? John Cena? Uh, oh, that's tough. That's tough. Christina's never going to go AEW. Rock on her go AEW. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who who isn't a lifer at WWE because Hamza wasn't a lifer at, at Mercedes. So I do have one more devil's advocate for you. I forgot. I didn't write this one down. I, I think it's probably because I thought it was going to be uh, you and Ryan, and I was going to write so then they added you the same one. I got it. So this one is um, I cannot wait for the moment when the owners of WWE TKO realize that TKO stands for Tony Khan's organization. Tony Khan literally has his name on everything. He has his name on Coca-Cola cans. He has his name on pizza. He has his name on football teams in the United Kingdom. They even have whole 
um, crowd full of KKK fans. It would not surprise me at all if he owned TKO. I know it's clearly not true, but I I just noticed TK. I was like, oh, that's Tony Khan. Like, that, that, that would be like so funny. <laughs> that would be the ultimate smack in the face. <laughs> I know it's not that. It's it's technical knockout, right? I think that's what TK it is. He can, it that's is. what TK stands for, yeah. But that would not um, be Graham, Graham, this may be our shortest show ever. Um, no, it's time. nearly an hour and a half. Even <laughs> that was with two of us. We, we didn't. We did. We five minutes, and we didn't even have fan cop notes either. We didn't. We started five minutes late than the times are here, Graham. We were about one hour twenty. Graham, oh, okay. we had an episode with Ryan where we did fan cop moments in an hour forty recently. So we didn't do amazingly, but we did good enough. I can. It may be. It may be a very bad week though, Graham. To be fair. So yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back next week. Ryan will hope to be with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, we'll. To stop burning and um yeah i think that's pretty much it um obligatory day white with a bag of dicks reference here that's full time no strong show we're out of here happy groundhog day y'all spring apparently is on its way oh you had to bring it up didn't you that's a groundhog day moment